You're listening to Making a Druid, a Nancy Drew podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making a Druid, Tom Swift version, of course. Um, And I am Teresa, like always, joined by my partner in the not-so-paranormal, maybe more sci-fi-oriented journey. What did we say say last week? Partner in physics? Partner in physics? Allie's here. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Hi. Good to see you guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't get to watch live this week, and then I actually didn't even get to watch the episode at all until... I rewatched it for notes. Like usually I get to watch it twice. I've only seen it one time this week because I've been so busy. Um, but either way, it was a good episode. Uh, I enjoyed this one. I was supremely disappointed. Um, I was going to pay good money to see Tom Swift on a horse. <laughs> um, and that did not happen. I feel like that would have made paper pay-per-view. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I know what that is, but I'm also older. <laughs> good, good opportunity for some pay per view. I'm just <laughs> gonna throw that out there. Oh, uh, it would have been funny because um, it just I just can't imagine Tom on a horse. Though it's like it has nothing to do with anything, right? Horseback riding is actually like a rich people sport. <laughs> it kind of is, and no, I, I I just think it would be interesting because it could go either way. Right, could. either could, yeah, he could be like totally in command on the horse, or he could be like totally out of his element. It, and... it could totally be like a surprise talent that we just will like never seen it coming. And had he been like you know all about that horse riding, it would have been really attractive. So you know, I mean, opportunity, <sighs> opportunity. Maybe he goes back and visits. The, yeah, the I was gonna later. say. Um, there's it's still not the opportunity is still there yeah we have a handful of i mean it's only episode supervised, four is supervised new construction so so yeah yes so there's yeah it's only episode four even though yeah. i know the season's pretty short so we still have lots of time did did we finally is it did we confirm it's 10 episodes I don't know if we have, but 10 episodes is all I could find online. So well, generally I I use the Futon Critic. I don't know what everybody else uses. Um, but I use Futon Critic and I know they only have seven of the episode listings up, like as far as like descriptions, but they we, I must have read something about them having 10 seasons because I remember it being 10 specifically. So if anybody knows anything different, let us I think know. Though that's what's on IMBG is 10 episodes and okay. that I, on Wiki also has only 10 episodes. Okay. Um, like listed. But that doesn't mean anything like um, because we, as we know, like sometimes they do add episodes a little later. Like they like chump put them up in chunks, but yeah, I do know thanks to Futon Critic that this week's episode because I didn't get to watch the trailer after the episode last week. I guess I need to go on YouTube and watch it. I do know that uh, uh, Lino's little dropped hint about Cotillion will be coming into focus next week, and I'm really interested yeah. to see that. Yeah, it is. It's like literally in the episode title. 
yeah um yeah that's the that's what i was saying i i'd read the description and stuff i just haven't haven't seen the trailer so i guess i need to it go watch looks that. good like like i'm excited because i feel like um this show really excels with the tension building when they're in like enclosed spaces when like they have nowhere to go they're just in each other's spaces and it seems like it's going to be very much in the party kind of episode i could be wrong like that could be like the later half or um in the first half could be something else but i really do like when they um does it mention anything in the trailer i know in the description it talks about the cotillion being um actually a cotillion for the tubman social group i can't remember i I haven't even watched the trailer since like the episode aired so i can't remember if it says anything but Claire's very much in focus of the episode, or at least it was in the trailer for the episode. So, well, um, we kind of had a pause this week from her devious actions from last week, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. But, um, but yeah, I I knew I know that the cotillion is sponsored by the Tubman Social Group, so maybe we'll finally get some answers. I also interestingly think that um, maybe even Lino's mother. Because we know she's been like dropped, you know, hints for that storyline have been dropping as well. Like maybe her whole storyline came to a fruition at her cotillion or someone else's cotillion or something like that. So, yeah, I do think it's ripe for opportunity for flashbacks. Yeah. So, and we're kind of veering into, you know, left field with prediction territory. So, let's get back. <laughs> on this week's episode, episode four, uh, Tom Swift and the Chocolate Cowboys. So before we get into the episode, let's recap last week. So previously on Tom Swift, Tom and the Swift squad were able to clone Rowan's cell phone in order to save Barclay. However, it was at the expense of one of Swift Enterprise's biggest investors' support. Rowan further warned Tom of his involvement with the rowback, and Tom continued his romantic liaisons with Justin. Also, Lino had begun to go through some of the sort of, I put medical or supernatural, because we don't know yet, (laughs) anomaly, in which he could anticipate the movement of other people. Uh, Isaac decided to help him investigate it. And lastly, Claire further manipulates Lorraine into signing a document that gives her supervisory rights over Tom when it comes to the company. So that's what happened last week. Let's get into the new episode, episode four, Tom Swift and the Chocolate Cowboys. In what seems to be a recurring theme for their opening sequence, we find that we are on Swift Enterprise's plane, which is flying (laughs) through the air, which I'm not mad about. That's a great set. Um, it's, It's a beautiful plane. You know what it reminds me of? like it's becoming so much of a staple it reminds me of criminal minds or or not the (laughs) club (laughs) very different vibes but criminal minds is notorious for their jet scenes and it's giving me a similar vibe of like it's where they have like small rundowns or like when they do exposition they're in the jet as they're explaining like some parts of the case and like telling people what to do and where they're going and it's just like it's the same vibes <laughs> it's in kind the jet. of like i feel like these scenes would have been had in his lab except for the episodes when we have to fly somewhere yeah so like this takes place like a lab but 
Anyways, uh, Tom is looking pictures, looking at pictures of Justin on his phone, and Z is giving him shit and reminds him to focus on the mission. So here's our good, you know, exposition, right? <laughs> Low down. Uh, they're on their way to Oklahoma to get the next piece of the capsule. Barclay, interestingly, cannot pinpoint the exact location except within five miles. So obviously something is up with a capsule piece. Um, and Tom gives Zinzi, it's a charging, like for those of you who know what I'm talking about, they make the little charging blocks that you can carry around with you to plug in your phone mobily, um, as you're going places so that your phone never dies. It's that except the Swift version and it's supposed to last for a year. I need this to be invented yesterday immediately like i need it like now my i have an older version of my phone which is not even that old so the battery no bueno and i (laughs) would love this always have with me i mean it's pretty amazing this is probably my favorite swift gadget um it's it's by far one of the more useful ones for like everyday life for like us normal people yes uh and i love the line though because when he turns it on it starts vibrating she's like why is it harlem shaking because <laughs> i had completely forgotten about the harlem shake do you remember the harlem shake i do <laughs> like when did that occur oh my like, god it feels like forever ago was that before i was like that was, that was- you, hold on i'm googling Cause I, when she said, why is it Harlem shaking? I almost like spit out my beverage. It was in 2013, 10 years ago, almost. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was going to say, is that, was that before or after Ghanem style, which is also something people were doing? I feel like Harlem shake was after Ghanem style. It just also kind of like, it brings into question again their ages because I don't know if people well I guess well we definitely older. yeah Gangnam Style was 2012 we definitely okay. confirmed that Tom is over 21 yeah because I was gonna say my I don't know if my sister remembers episode. that and she's in her early 20s but that's because like 10 years ago she was like 11 12 so she wasn't really well he was drinking alcohol this episode and I added it and I was like okay so he's definitely in his 20s over yeah he's over 21 for sure but this was like such a really this is like this kind of reference really kind of dates them because it's an idea that he's probably in his at least mid-20s because yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if people and maybe i'm wrong like maybe at the age of 12 they were really involved in no i assumed when he came to visit nancy in horseshoe bay that he was already 21 um just he just gave off that vibe he didn't really you know strike yes. me as then again the rest of the drew crew back in horseshoe bay are all all the actors are in their 20s and they're playing 19 year olds so you never know but 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 yeah but like it was a really interesting like reference to put in there i don't know if it's to, if it dated the if they put it in there to like help us kind of figure out the age range for like z and tom or if it was just a way to date the, the writers just dated themselves the maybe reference. i don't know what it is well she mentions you know what a great object and what a gadget is how Susanna would love it and and i thought it was really sweet that tom really only cared about his mom like yeah i'm really hoping it'll impress my mom too um and then we see 
<laughs> and I love this started and I was like, oh, this is starting in on the storyline Teresa was talking to me about because <laughs> Teresa got to watch it live and I did not get to. We see Zenzi and she's reading an article about Congressman Escal opening yeah. a children's hospital and Isaac calls her out on it. And he's like, I'm really worried that they're planning another attack. And you're like, you know, trying to like hook up with the dude. Um, and he mentions two different dates and he mentioned the one in Dallas. And I'm just proud of myself because I caught the Dallas thing before the show points it out to you. I put it in all caps in my notes. Dallas. When as soon as Eskel said he had a meeting in Dallas the next day, I was like, oh, he has a meeting in Dallas. So, um, but yeah, so she's reading this article and Isaac calls her out on it. And I was like, oh, so she, she really is going to finally go undercover, which I, I've been saying she's going to do that since the premiere. So. Uh, yeah. Like the minute there was even a hint of it, which I didn't really, I didn't tweet it about it until it was official. Like when she yeah. was officially going on the plane, but I was just like, mm, point, point for Allie. But I waited. I was like, let's just confirm and then confirmed I was immediately like (laughs) and I honestly think the timing is so suspect I really think this is also what Rowan was talking about at the the end of last episode which is what we had you know talked about in predictions last week so I a little bit because I am so sus about everything about that date and how like easy but not easy it was for her to get information and when we get there I'll go more in depth but like oh yeah I got made me feel I I got I got some stuff about that (laughs) because I was like "Mm." (laughs) and there was even a comment a throwaway comment in the episode that kind of um foreshadows that also so anyways But he's worried that the Roback is planning another attack because it appears that, you know, that's what they do when they want to send a message. And I put Celia, sad face. Um, (laughs) But at that moment, Lino falls out of the cabinet and they realize he has jumped on board without them knowing. Tom is going to take him home, but it would mean losing the signal of the capsule piece. So he doesn't. But Lino explains, like, I mean, he says he's there to avoid Cotillion. I really think he just wanted to help. I think he was tired of being left out when they would go on the road. But it's so funny because he says he's avoiding Cotillion and he is like, he makes a basketball reference. And the only reason I know this is because I actually do know who Steph Curry is. Um, <laughs> I don't, I didn't catch the name of the other basketball player. Don't like hit me up. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a sports watching individual, but me then either. I guess I must be Tom because to- the look Tom gave him, Lino says, I would be the Kelly to your Beyonce. And then I was like, I get it. I understand. <laughs> that reference is made for me hey i I actually understood that reference isn't that what captain america said i understood that (laughs) reference (laughs) he said (laughs) and and i think it was a that that captain america line came in a really interesting moment because i think it came like flying monkeys or dancing monkeys or something about monkeys which was oh and the wizard of oz yeah Yeah. like oh so but (laughs) i also am not a basketball person i don't care don't I just don't. <laughs> I don't either. I'm glad we share this. We share this. It's fine. Um, but I also do know who Steph Curry is because the rest of my family really is into sports. <laughs> it's I know who Steph Curry is 
because my best friend grew up in the same in, 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 in the same area and her sister went to daycare with Steph Curry. And apparently there was an incident where he bit her or something like that. I don't know. Don't <laughs> sue me for defamation. Don't sue me for defamation. I I this is <laughs> I I know who he is and I I know that one story that's and that's really about it. Interesting claim to fame. Yeah. Steph <laughs> Curry bit me once. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So anywho, um, he's there, he's avoiding Cotillion. They land and Lena. <laughs> Has a totally re- re- relatable moment where he takes a selfie with a tumbleweed because I also have never seen a tumbleweed in real life. And at that moment, Escal calls Z to ask her out and mentions a meeting in Dallas the next day. And so on the phone, she gets the ideas to redirect the date to the Swift Manor. She's going to go to the date. She's going to try and get intel on him, see if he has anything to do with the Dallas thing. Um, and then she's going to report back to Tom. So Tom makes Isaac go with her. She's not happy about it. Isaac is only too happy to go with her. You know, what is really interesting, right? Was because this scene was like, you could see Z's wheels turning and you already know she's extraordinarily capable as a person. Right. Mm -hmm. But the moment she denied, Isaac going with her I was just like oh babes you think you're smarter than you actually are <laughs> and um, that really set the vibe for the rest of the episode for, for Zenzi well, and Jackson and interestingly though it also she ended the episode still thinking that and yeah, I don't that really think she me. thinks <laughs> I don't think she it's gonna hit her blind it's gonna blindside her but and that and that just kind of kind of reinforces what we've been saying about her and her storyline for this the season right that we don't think it's gonna end that well for her and her going undercover and what that means but I was just like oh babes no and I tweeted about this too (laughs) uh, no I'm I'm gonna cut me off though because I almost got into my predictions oh okay we can can move on we yeah don't spoil them (laughs) Yeah. Um, so she she and Isaac leave and it leaves Tom and Lena together and they're going to search for the uh, capsule piece. And they come across a sign that says home of the chocolate cowboys. And a guy <laughs> rolls up, rolls up in a truck with a cow prod. And I was like, mm. and the guy's name is Calvin and he knows who Tom is. And he asked them over for lunch and okay i too know the names of major ceos and major players of large tech companies if i saw them on the streets would i recognize them i don't i mean maybe maybe i probably recognize maybe like mark zuckerberg but I don't know. If he, I, I think he's so basic looking. I don't even think I'd recognize him. You know, the one I might recognize is Elon Musk. Oh yeah, that's a good he's, one. He's, he's one I might recognize. But like, I don't, I don't know. The, the second thing, he figured out who he was and invited him over for lunch, I texted Teresa and I was like, "It's not good. This is suspect. I'm getting like major uh, 
Smallville vibes, that one episode where he and Lois get stranded in the middle of the nowhere and ha- go into that village for help and like oh, yeah. they want to sacrifice him to the yeah. To the, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, the getting into I didn't really my alarm bells didn't really start ringing until they got invited to lunch. I think it might be a little bit different because there're not that many black CEOs in the world. That's and true. That's true. It's so also like, a perspective I don't have. So Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that made a difference or um him being so young and the tragedy that just recently happened has put him on the news everywhere. Um him and his family and that being so recent that it's on people's top of mind. Also true. Um but but you're not wrong that having almost that instant recognition and then ha- being ex- like freakishly friendly to someone who was just hanging about your property that you were about to like electrocute yeah electrocute five seconds earlier um i think and also i think they they designed it to be a little kind of uneasy yeah um, that he invites him to lunch but anyway so they go to his house um tom was confirmed to be over 21 he is drinking alcohol uh, which is fun, but I love these little like uh, giving us uh, age range, but not actually giving us age. It's fine. Um, he asked Calvin if anything new has happened lately. Obviously, fishing for like, oh, something fell from space, <laughs> and um, he is very much dodging the question. Um, and Lino picks up. Says, it's it would seem like before we find out he actually did lino has picked up on something um but then the guy starts talking about uh black cowboys and how historically they were erased in pop culture uh and how the real long ranger was actually black which i knew i tweeted about that and got retweeted and stuff i was like yes finally something useful that i know yep and uh lino finds he obviously finds himself identifying with this guy um but they leave and he tells tom that he knows where the capsule piece is he obviously was picking up on calvin being dodgy and they find the capsule piece but then the cowboys find them because apparently the cap capsule piece appearing cut into a tree and made the tree quote weep and it's healed a lot of people and Tom points out to them, it's it's tree sap. Like, that's all it is. And they had planned to bottle it and try and save the town by making money off of its healing powers, like as this uh, phenomenal type thing. Um, and they won't allow Tom to take it. So they walk away and Tom calls Lino Michelle. And I almost died because Michelle, for like the Beyonce, that's this is a continuation of the Beyonce metaphor, people. Which is, and like, I would say him calling him Michelle is probably worse than him calling him Kelly because Kelly at least had a career of her own. Post, well, I mean, Michelle tried. I know exactly, but I think it was very um on. Some purpose. people listen to her. I mean, it I was don't, on but... purpose for him to refer to him as. Yeah, Michelle. it's it's a running joke within like the Destiny Child's like I guess fandom you could almost call them that yeah. like Michelle's the one that everyone forgets. 
Yeah. Which is sad for Michelle, but and I really like, and I like I like all three of them. But anyways, so it never really confirms though whether or not like we know it's tree sap, but are they just lying about the healing powers? Does tree does tree sap actually have healing components? I'm assuming it has some sort of like some components that might be good for your health, but I don't think we ever get real confirmation. And I don't think, um, and I think that might be purposeful because it's like, I mean, what, unless you're in it, I was like, unless they're suggesting that the, there's like an extra side effect to the spaceship or going to space, or maybe they like caught something on the way down that has like extra healing powers. But then the ending wouldn't make sense. Well, I mean, the ending's just about, you know, helping them. It didn't, it didn't, it doesn't matter whether or not it makes sense because it like, if people think it's healing them and they just create more trees, more people will come. Yeah. But what really this situation ends up though, Lena and Tom get into a huge argument and Tom talks down to him. Um, which started with the Michelle comment, right? Um, the kind of yeah, colors this- the whole conversation, but and Lino calls him Uncle Barton, and I mean he He's wasn't wrong. wrong. Like <laughs> I tweeted about this almost immediately, where I'm like, um, I can't remember my exact phrasing, but I said, "Wow, like." you know, you're so afraid of becoming like, he's finally getting like a taste, a real true taste of what it means to like have so much control and like how that can get to your head. And like, how can that distort the way you approach things and people? Because he's not actively trying to be mean to Lino. He's not trying, but like he is. My criticism though, is that like, it almost feels for me, for me personally, right? This is this is me talking. Um, it almost felt a little out of character of Tom. Um, maybe like I can see where this would come about eventually. It just feels really quick. And again, it comes back to like they only have 10 episodes. And I'm sure they're throwing this in there as like a, a plot point to build um empathy for Barton and Barton's situation and when he comes back like you know what I mean um and it had to happen eventually it's just it happened so fast that uh, I mean yeah yeah it's not it should have waited until like I think I feel like this kind of questioning of like it gave them nice moments it gave us a nice moment between Tom and Lino and Tom and Isaac at the end but like it did feel so out of the blue because they should have they should have at least given it one more episode for tom to build that to that level of stress and anxiety and for him to really explain as to like why he feels like he has no control so he has to have or exert control over the situations he can control which are the people around him even if it's just a little especially Leo yeah. as the younger cousin slash brother um, who is someone he's trying to so desperately protect for a variety of different reasons. Yeah. Um, so I understand the plot point. I understand why it's there and I understand why it's needed. It just, it kind of like took me by surprise. I was not, I was like, oh, we're going there already. Like we're going, we're going in. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I see. I think, I see. I think one more episode or two would have been good. Cause I think. Or maybe even like, 
showing signs of it earlier. I don't feel like we really saw signs of it last episode because even though he was very stressed out last episode and he was juggling a lot of plates, I feel like he still was kind of all cool and Tom on the surface. Um, But there were no moments of him like... Like, I feel like there had been more moments of him snapping pre-last episode, like snapping at his friends. So maybe the moments were there. It's just it wasn't the momentum from last episode. Yeah, like they kind of dropped it because something more important came up in last episode because we saw a little bit of it when, especially when he was talking to Z about. So like, yeah. Yeah, like I would have been less shocked had it come after uh the well episode with the darbies or episode two yeah like if it had been you know just a little bit closer to you know the first two episodes really he he had had several moments where he snapped at zinzi so i don't know so at tom's mansion isaac totally gives zinzi the look as she comes out in her beautiful dress because (laughs) she is gorgeous as usual and um then he gives her one of the calm strips that we've seen before. They have a nice moment where he helps her with his necklace, but then he starts having what we'll we'll later figure out are like post-traumatic stress uh, flashbacks to a girl. Um, and he tells Zinzi about his last mission, how it was with his ex, and how that was the one that ended their relationship. So we're immediately clued in as to like, these flashbacks are about that about mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend and and then he is very careful to remind Zenzi that w- you're not going to this dinner with the congressman for like enjoyment like you're using him like this is a mission do not get too attached he is using you he's charming you like he is using you to get to Tom like, he is not legitimately interested in you. And there were several points over the course of this dinner that we're going to talk about where I was like, oh, she is so far gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, and it, part of it might come because he reinforced this moment, could have pushed her being like, now I have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. So it could have led to a lot of the mistakes that she so clearly made. But it also reiterates that Isaac wasn't wrong. Like he needed to say those things because she would have forgotten. She would have gotten, she's not trained for this. So she totally would have just been head over heels, wooed by a very charming man who knows exactly what to say to you. He knows exactly what to say. Of course he's charming. He's a politician. But um, because he said that though, she immediately screws up. Like when he shows up and she immediately goes in on, his company and the satellites and whether or not he's still involved. Like she has him Isaac in her mind saying that, you know, don't get involved or whatever. And she immediately goes to that at the beginning of the conversation. He is like, back off. Why are you talking about this right now? And she apparently gets tired of Isaac and she takes off her comm strip. Um, which you know, that was a questionable decision. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen her. And this is like something that like, all te- like I've, we've seen all of the characters share. And that's like, they all have tempers. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it a genetic trait? <laughs> like they all uh, have tempers. 
I I don't know. It, but like, because we've seen them all. They're also of, just young, though. I mean, that's true. That you're not wrong. Like you and all- I are just old. We forget like <laughs> that when we we're not were that young, old. <laughs> when we were young, fine. I'm old. When I was young, <laughs> I too had some of a temper, um, and with maturity comes, comes the ability to kind of think first and Isaac is older than they are yeah he, he is and you can um, you can tell like there's and like, not things- drastically older but he is you can tell he's older just because of the way he carries himself yeah like he's like, so much more mature than they are he he really is which is why he is the superior character and I had I know we've discussed this in the episode before but I definitely have a type I for sure have a type. Uh, in Oklahoma, back in Oklahoma, Barclay tells Tom that uh, five men are guarding the capsule piece. So he has to come up with a way to basically get them away from it. So he uses a previous design, adapts it, and creates a nap gun. So basically you point it at them, pull the trigger, and it makes them fall asleep. And it works. Um, but... We get a little glimpse into his outfit change. Cowboy, but make it fashion. His and I love shoe this. collection must be insane. I mean, it's it's something else. I really thought we were going to get the horse, though, the next scene. Back at Swift Mansion, Z and S call are bonding, and she is way too charmed by him. Um, and he brings his own dessert. So that she convinces him to get rid of his security team. They go to another room. Meanwhile, Isaac has found a secondary way to listen, and we get more flashbacks to his ex-girlfriend. But Z is asking Escal about his trip to Dallas. He, and here's where the suspect stuff started. He has brought one of her favorite desserts, and he is saying all the right things, and he is too good to be true. And I put... (laughs) He has obviously studied up on her. Yeah, he has it, a team. I don't and understand he, why she didn't realize this. Like, girl, he is playing you. And the thing is, it's like part of it is that she, and we've seen this before. It's like one of her weaknesses that, that Tom has already mentioned right from the very beginning. She's easily swayed by men in position because she feels so out of step because of her parents' loss of, of position, right? She's looking... But the other thing is that, like, it's really hard to, like, no matter how smart you are, no matter how, like, much other people warn you about someone, when, like, we all want that Prince Charming to be true. And when you're in that position, it's really difficult to constantly tell yourself that everything he's saying is a lie because it's, like, it's almost like telling yourself you're not worthy of the Prince Charming he's pretending to be, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. why would he? So it's like, it's it's really facing a hard question of what, of her own worthiness, which is one of her more, uh, one of her fatal flaws, right? She feels so unworthy. So it's like, makes her easier to play, which yeah. is like one of the reasons why I, we immediately clocked her as someone who's probably <laughs> going to get played. Yeah. Um, Cause she wants to prove herself so badly. Yeah. It, it was and just, she just, she doesn't, she's not trained for this. Like she, not like, again, she's yeah, not she's Isaac. not trained for this, but yeah. yeah, it was, it, to me as a not trained person, though, it was really obvious, but <laughs> she, 
She's also young. You've reiterated this. She is young. A thousand so times. She finds a reason to leave and goes into the dining room and starts going through his stuff. And I'm like, like oh, my an God. Oh, what my is God. This? What is wrong with you? And she does find a copy of Native Son. And this immediately triggered alarm bells in my head. I'm like, and this is my, not- my brain is saying she was meant to find this. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts. And we'll talk about this probably a lot more in predictions because I feel like you and I are thinking very similar things about this. I mean, there's there's no way this motherfucker carries around a copy of God. Native Son. There is just not. I'm there's sorry. No and like and like also- that that conversation, he he started this whole conversation, right? He knew exactly like he's the one that brought up books, right? And mm-hmm. so like he knew like he guided her right to where he want. Okay, anyways. He, cool. yeah, we'll it's like, here's the thing. No matter how many bodyguards you have, no matter how many, like, how well you can manipulate and play the game, you're not going to just carry around the list of your possible, Your hit list. Your as hit, a book. Your murder your list. Hit list as a bookmark. That. And then tell tell the girl of the, that's uh, affiliated with one of the enemies, like where you keep your hit list. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. So it just pretty much just gave us gave it away. What like some of my thoughts for the predictions, but like, sorry, it's not. I mean, it was just so apparent. It's so to obvious. Me. It's so obvious like, that like I'm this? a little frustrated that she thought she did something there. That she thought she outsmarted everybody. That she proved Isaac wrong when instead she literally proved Isaac right and fell straight into the trap that was. And she doesn't even her. know it yet. Anyway, and she does not know it yet, and it's so sad to me because it's going to cost her a lot, <laughs> and it's going to cost well, the team. A, well, hopefully not too much, but you know what I mean. Like it's like it's going to cost her something, and it's going to embarrass her. Yeah. So, and we'll we'll continue further in predictions. But back in Oklahoma, Tom and Lino uh, get in place. They put the guys to sleep with an app gun. Tom gets the capsule piece, but Lino gets kidnapped. And Tom gets a call from Lino's phone. It's Calvin, and he has arranged a swap, Lino, for the capsule piece. Um, And Tom is quite upset about it. Back at Swift Mansion, Tom calls out Isaac who uh, doesn't call him out, but calls Isaac, who is really struggling. Like, he's having a really bad moment of PTSD um, with this incident with his girlfriend. Uh, He hears Z having a conversation with Eskel and the henchman because the the henchman caught her, right, as she was leaving the bag. And so he's hearing this conversation, and then he's hearing Tom on the phone, and he's hallucinating. Um, and we see that his girlfriend died. And her hallucination tells Isaac, she needs you. And that's able to somehow like break him out of his whatever is happening. And um, he turns the power off. And just by him turning the power off, it gives Zinzi a reason to get Eskel out of the house that is not suspect, right? She's like, well, the power's out. Uh, here, I'll get you guys to the exit. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good play because if he showed up, they would know more. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. 
And then she says, told you I could handle a date. And I, I just like looked at my ceiling and I'm like, no, 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 no. You, did, you did not handle that. Isaac literally saved your freaking ass. He like, did. He no. saved your ass and you still didn't handle it. Like you, you have no idea that you fed right into their hands. And like, she is trying so hard to like prove to Isaac that she's capable of I don't know of what, because I, Isaac has already said in so many words and so many actions, how capable he finds her. Yeah. This, this is just him doing his job as the freaking bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very frustrating, but this whole episode has me like, (laughs) I've never been more irritated. I, I really liked it though. I really liked it. Even though there was no Tom on a horse. Uh, and I was, I, I'm not going to let this go. I really wanted Tom on a horse, okay? <laughs> I was we're looking not, forward gonna, to I'm going to bother like, the writers about Old Town this. Road in my head for the past seven days. <laughs> like, I just wanted Tom on a horse. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, and it's it's just that, like, I, I, I remember I tweeted out this. I was just like, I have never been more frustrated with Zenzi, but also I'm a little bit in love with her. It's called balance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But seriously, I need everybody to go back, rewatch this episode with Old Town Road in the background (laughs) on repeat, just like on repeat. It makes the episode even sexier, if that's possible. Oh, my God. I want to do especially. But start start it when Tom comes out in his cowboy wear. Okay, that's when you start it. That's when you you start. Do you think Tom Swift and Lil Knox X would be friends? Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to time. see it. Lil Nas X. Um <laughs> on Tom Swift. I mean Ooh. I mean I so mean we're talking about Tom's new boyfriend here. I I love Rowan, but also but <laughs> also <laughs> so Z and Isaac return to Oklahoma. Uh they get Isaac and Z get into a tussle because Z risking her life and Isaac's like it's not even worth what you found and I'm like speak the truth truly speak the truth but they Tom comes on the plane and he obviously does something it doesn't show you what he does I just need you to know that before I found out about the 3d printer I knew exactly what he had done but uh, (laughs) the second he turned it over I was like that's not real that's 3d printed uh, but I live in a 3D printed world where everything I like, we have 3D printers at where I work. So I'm very <laughs> familiar with that technology. So my brain immediately went 3D printer. But um, Tom breaks down the door. And if Psych, the musical, has taught me anything, it's that it's really hard to break, break down, down a door. door. Yeah. So is. that is on some TV show magic right there because Tom baby i love you but he just can't go no maybe (laughs) isaac maybe isaac because he's special ops yeah um i know there's like there's got to be a trick to it right but um i was just thinking i wonder you know you have to i feel like you have to love someone a lot for you to like break down a door because maybe it was adrenaline yeah it it was (laughs) adrenaline we're gonna go with that y'all because psych told me they proved how difficult it really is to knock a door off its hinge it is it's really hard and that is not a direct quote but it is (laughs) um 
Hey, so I would sing it for you, but it's it's really it's re- actually I should go watch it because it's a really good musical. Yeah, if you've never if like, you've it's never seen really good. Well, one if you've never seen Psych, you should watch it. But also, um, a lot of TV show musicals kind of suck, but Psych was actually like all of the songs and everything were written especially for the musical. It wasn't the musical. just like them covering songs. So, anyways, yeah, whoop, swerve. That's that's a different conversation. Swerve, but like, swerve. Um, but yeah, it yeah. Was, so he, it was really it was really hot of Tom to break down a door for his. It brother. was, and he breaks it down, and Lena is in there playing cards with them, <laughs> and he convinces Tom to listen to Calvin. Calvin is desperate to save his community. And so Tom gives him the capsule piece, which in my brain, I was like, you know what? That was real and takes Lino Uh, outside. He and Lino get into an argument and Lino really wanted to help Calvin and his family. But Tom was so angry that they took his brother that he just doesn't want to listen. Tom admits to Lino that he did not give them the real capsule piece. It was a 3D printed version of the capsule and lena was really upset that tom lied to them and tom's like um i did what i had to to get your ass back while also not abandoning our dad in space so while this whole episode i was really angry with tom i'm not gonna lie i know you're tom swift apologist but i was really angry with him i felt like he demeaned lena a good portion of this episode he was talking down to him but in this case I understood what he did, right? Because he didn't, he didn't also didn't want to, you know, abandon their dad who's out in space. Um, but also Lino had, and we saw this when he first met Calvin, had developed this like connection with these people. And I also felt really bad for these people too. Like they were obviously really desperate to save their community if they were willing to go up against Tom to like not let him take this capsule so this was one of those arguments where i was like "Ah, i see both sides yeah i mean i was also he was really harsh though he was still really harsh he was really harsh i kind of in this moment though like i felt like tom was almost not only was he barton in like the worst way but he was barton the father and it's extraordinarily scary to like lose your child Mm -hmm. so like there's a moment where like I, and as someone who, as a child who has been lost, as in like, I was like accidentally left somewhere and I wandered off. Like one of your parents, like when, when someone's really scared because they have no control, like they do tend to like lash out a little bit. So like there was, I understood Tom's anger and frustration. Is it for, is it forgivable? Yes. Does that excuse it? No. Like it was still harsh and it was still unnecessary. And he had been that way from the start of the episode so he can't really lean on the excuse of his being afraid after he lost Lido as much as I as a Tom Swift apologist would like to say he can (laughs) but um yeah like this whole episode was him really coming to terms with like it is more than just words there there are active choices and actions we have to take to not become the worst parts of our parents like yeah. he can say all he wants that he's not going to be his dad, but unless he actively chooses it and acts on it, those are just empty words. Um, and that he can genuinely mean them, like they can be full of genuine feeling. Um, 
But like in this episode, he had to learn that and he had to learn it fast because he was quickly becoming his father in all of the worst ways. Yeah. Um, in, all, in all of the ways that made Tom feel so small. Yeah. And um, I mean, it takes, he does take a step towards, you know, mm-hmm. reconciliation at the end. But even though he had points in this conversation, he was still unnecessarily harsh. So, but anyways, back on the plane, Isaac tells Tom he's being too hard on Lino. And he's like, you know, this is really not, you know, not different from you wanting to do things your way and your dad wanting to do things his way and him getting mad at you for not doing things his way. And so Tom admits, yeah, it is a lot like Barton. And so one real way that he can rectify this situation is do something his father never could, which is apologize. So he apologizes to Lino and admits that he was acting like his dad. Um, he talks to him about quitting the fencing team. His teammates were being uh, racist assholes um, and calling him a cheating freak. And it spirals into Lino admitting that he keeps defending Calvin and his friends because they know who they are and where they come from. And he does not. And that bothers him. And all they really, really want is to save that. And he makes a comment. He's like, you know, until until their community collapses or something like that. And so Tom turns the plane around and he finds Calvin and he gives them the power, the power pack things. And he has modified them so they vibrate at the same frequency as the capsule so that they can produce the sap from multiple trees and not just one tree and he's going to help them fund a wellness spa to attract people to the area so you know like i said he he's taking steps to try and do the not barton thing right yeah um which which was nice uh and also quick What what like one of my biggest issues with this episode was what's that like he turned like he pivoted so quickly to like this negative thing and then he fixed it <laughs> just as fast. Yeah. Yep. It was it was kind of like doop. like watching a tennis match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, I love that reference to Venus and Serena. Oh yeah. The and uh, uh, being you know a black person dominating a white sport. That was an excellent, excellent. It was reference. a great, an excellent reference. Um, but like, yeah, because I, and I think it was like my biggest issue with the entirety of this episode because the rest of it was really fun. Um, it was a good fun time. But like, I guess one could argue that the intention was to highlight, you know, to like not only create sympathy for Barton but to highlight Tom's tendencies, right? But I'm also thinking is like, are they trying to highlight the cohesiveness of the group and how, like, if someone does something, they're going to quickly get called out and that person's going to quickly receive that criticism with some sort of grace enough to like quickly fix it and address it? Like, I mean, you know? I think that would be excellent. Um, I think they were trying to highlight how families work also, right? And That's how... True how we we are raised by our families and therefore 
even if we are raised in a way that we don't necessarily like or agree with, um, it's still influential in ways that you can't really anticipate. Yeah. Uh, and in, in, in that spirit or regard, um, it's also a really interesting way to highlight and emphasize that despite the fact that these people aren't family family, the influence they have on each other is quite similar. Like yeah. The influence Isaac has on Tom can be uh, familial. Like they, they have chosen this as their family because their own families have those negative tendencies that they want to get rid of. So they're looking for influences elsewhere that could be more positive. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really interesting, interesting episode, but I did. And I think it, it, it really, I think it re-centers Lino as a main character in a way, right? Where, yeah, especially like, after we didn't see him in episode two at all. Yeah. So like, it was really nice to have an episode, even if it was a negative episode for Tom, that Lino is really one really, really important to Tom. He broke down doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he broke down a fucking door. And that is not easy. But that, that that he has as much influence over Tom as Tom has over him, right? That that he that Tom's need, I don't actually maybe need's not the right word, but Tom's want and desire of having Lino have a, a positive relationship with him is enough for him to change his mind and vice versa, right? He wants to be a good influence on Lino and not be his father because Lino is just as much a part of that equation as Tom's own feelings towards his relationship with his dad is. Yeah. So I really like that too, because I really like Lino. I like Lino. Want him in more episodes, please. Yes. Yes. I'm a fan of Lino. Uh, then we get wrap up of Isaac and Z. He tells Z, Z, Z about his girlfriend dying. Her name was Marissa. And he feels responsible for her death. He says that he was late and so she died in the mission. And Zenzi then feels guilty for what she did. And she's like, well, I made my own choices. You can't be responsible for the decisions I make. And, you know, he's like, well, I can try when it's people I care about. So I think we're firmly on the Zenzi Isaac train now. I think we've veered completely away yeah, from, I, I think it's left the station slowly. Like we're just pulling away from. Yeah, I think it's one of those. Um, it almost reminds me of the the season, the series premiere of Nancy Drew with Ace and Bess, right? Mm-hmm. Where it kind of like started, like, is this going to be a thing? And then I was like, no, this is not going to be a thing. We're yeah, gonna, yeah, they they like redirected really quickly. Yeah. Um, and oh sorry were you gonna say something no go ahead you can go ahead i can say it after oh you're fine so tom then says you know i can't believe you went through Escal's bag and she shows him the list and they feel like it looks like a hit list and um then we see lino and so lino has deliberately put himself uh, like he tells Isaac, he deliberately put himself in the way so the people wouldn't get to Tom with the nap gun. But Isaac then tells Lino he is arranged contact with his mother. So he's going to get to talk to his mom, but they're going to keep it on the down low. And then the last thing we see is they finally realize that the roadback is targeting the people behind the technology. 
So they are able to decipher the hit list and it's got um, latitude and longitude with initials. And so they're not targeting the tech itself, but the people creating the tech and that Barton was only the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, My comment was just between Zenzi and Isaac of how she's like, you can't like I make my own choices um, and you can't like take blame for that and I was like Zenzi when you're undercover on a mission for your team your choices influence everybody on that team and that whole mission you can't just make a choice on a whim like that's not how that works and if you want to be a part of a team there's got to be trust and communication and like the idea that you don't think your team's gonna take on your choices is ridiculous yeah for sure because like, if something happened to you, who do you think is going to feel guilty? The rest of your team for letting you go in there. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think and is going to save you? And it comes, back to them, comes back to them being young and not really does. understanding consequences in that realm. So, yeah. And, and but I, it was a really sweet moment, right? But I wish kind of lingered a little bit more and trickled into the, the following scene because, as you mentioned, as we mentioned before, Zenzi still feels like she was right because she discovered the list. And we'll get and, to the list. So Yeah, which is just like, as much as I, my feelings are the, the list aside, let's say that list is important, right? It's not, it's just like everything about how you go about it is important too. <laughs> but um, yeah, the ends don't justify the means always. LOL. It's funny you should mention that because <laughs> we'll get into some predictions here in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. That was the end of the episode. Let's get into our gadget count. Yes. So there were only two new gadgets that both Allie and I could like really detect a name that were absolutely new for this episode, which are the nap gun and the battery. I want more than anything in the world that the lasts portable charger <laughs> that lasts for a charger. whole year. And there were a um, lot of repeats, like even the little laser thing, the laser cutter thing was in there. That came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so we're just were, counting new ones. New, well, it's just new ones, right? Because it's like the ghost yeah. cat, right? Um, and so we're up to 18 gadgets already. Um, and this was two- a low count this week. It only was. two, With only two, two. two. Um, I mean, there were like I'm, twelve last week, so it's fine. There were a lot last week, and like because of the whole summit thing. The summit, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really, really interesting. I, I, I also quite enjoy the nap gun because I think it just this is like a really interesting idea. That would be an excellent weapon of war. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> pro war, but like. How much easier would it be if we could just make people fall asleep instead of killing them? I mean, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. That's so, not good. Life changing. Life life changing. Could in fact be life changing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get into our ratings. So this week we are rating the episode on a scale of one to five Harlem shaking charging banks. <laughs> Because I'm not gonna let that reference go. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not letting it go. I just did not expect that. It caught me off guard. She never expects my my ratings. <laughs> she never expects them. I, I, and I, 
I don't deliberately go out of my way to do unexpected ones. I think she and I just have different brains. <laughs> Which is good. It makes these conversations more interesting when we have different brains. It does, even have- though we align a lot. Yeah, I was like, sometimes we do have some, it, some what feels like a single brain cell. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. All right, so what'd you give it? So um, I gave it just a four this time. Uh, I think it's still a solid episode. I think Tom Sweat may even be doing a better job than Nancy Drew did their first season of keeping consistently consistency in their episodes. Like yeah. they don't waver as much in quality or at least in what I consider quality, right? Because we have yeah. different opinions about episodes. But um, so they've they've done a really good job of consistency. I think I've consistently gave everyone a four or above, which is Last like week. rare for me. You know, I'm pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, I actually give this one a four point two. So I I rate this one higher than the first two episodes. I did enjoy it a lot, even though there was no Tom on a horse. We'll die. <laughs> die on this hill. I will die on it. Uh. But I did not rate it as high as last week because I just found myself really frustrated with the whole Tom. The Tom story was a little frustrating. The Tom being so harsh to Lino. Like that just turned me off. But, you know. Yeah, I think it was more. And it wasn't even that Tom couldn't or shouldn't have that particular story. It's just the pacing of it was really strange to me. Yeah, it it just. my favorite. If this this episode had been placed before last week's episode, it would have made more sense to me. Like if this had been episode three and last week's had been episode four. But mm-hmm. anyways. All right. Let's do predictions. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to start out with some baby ones. Um, I know we haven't seen it just yet, but I do foresee Isaac actually committing murder soon. Like there will be blood on his hand. There, I'm sure he already has blood I was going to say, I'm he pretty sure on, he, he was in war, had. but... But like I think seeing it or doing it for for this cause is gonna happen soon. Um, I think especially since we know that the road back from both Nancy Drew and even Tom Swift, they don't hesitate for murder. So I I, I can't foresee and um that Isaac will have clean hands for very long. Um, I also think that that will be a change of perspective for not only Zenzi, who desperately needs it, but for Tom and even Lino as well to see Isaac commit murder in front of them and the reasons why. Yeah. Because I think right now they all think that they're on top of the world. They're winning. They have all of the pieces. Winning. And they have, yeah, they're winning. And now they have an understanding of how dangerous this is, right? Keep People keep telling them and it's in, an intellectual understanding of it all. I don't really truly think they've grasped it. I think Isaac's the only one that really, really truly kind of has, has gotten how absolutely horrific this could be. So I do foresee that he's going to kill someone. And I think it, it has to be in front of either Zenzi or Lena or Isaac or maybe even Lorraine so that he has like, there's someone to witness the horrors that could be um if and i definitely think it'll be if that happens it would probably be in protection of someone yeah it would be yeah. like someone of them messes up and isaac has to commit murder to clean up their mess and it's going to like really affect them and i think it's going to be i personally think it's going to be zenzi like he has to do that for zenzi's sake in front of her that is really like gonna they're help. gonna like try and attack zenzi yeah and, and like he's, he's gonna, gonna have, have to step to in yeah um, not only because she's the one that has been is going undercover and I will imagine will do so again as they're building that relationship. But 
because I feel like as of right now, she's the only one that hasn't fully lean on Isaac and his skill set as much. Like even Tom has an understanding of like, Isaac needs to go protect Zenzi because Eskel's really dangerous. So like, and Zenzi's the only one that hasn't really truly understood that. <laughs> I think <laughs> Eskel is definitely going to die. Oh, for sure. Like he's been on for my sure death watch list. So um, so I think that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't have like a timeline for that, but it's going to happen this season for sure. I do, on the other hand, have a timeline for Lino's mom. If she's not in the next episode, she's definitely going to be in episode six. Like I can't foresee that being something they wait on for very, very long. So yeah. no, um, not it, after two straight episodes of like no. So that conversation. My my gut's telling me that she'll either be like the closing of episode five, or they'll tease her throughout the episode, but we really don't get to like interact, see her interact until episode six. But um, I think that's gonna happen soon, and I do think that like we'll get some with her. Will come answers about the Tugman Society. Like she will have some insights there um and then I also have that given all of like the the storytelling set up with like his mom Lena is going to be a very big key to at least winning the big arc of this of this season of getting back to the road or getting to or getting away from the road back I think they've like held him back because he's going to be a major player on the second half and they've been like hiding him because I think he'll be extraordinarily important and a really big key as to how we're going to win because I think besides well, and it definitely is going to come in and this is kind of similar to what I put I definitely think it's going to come to his condition yeah like he can, yeah he, it's almost like precognition right like he can first yeah like first see people's actions before they happen and so I do think he'll be like someone who who Isaac will actually lean on a lot um, because that's just extraordinarily useful ability. And it's one that I think the roadback will want to exploit or hasn't or maybe has already exploited through his mother. And so he'll be a, a big part of the end game for season one um, and may even trickle into season two, depending on how the rest of the story goes. Um. Other than that, like, I do, I do think the murder list, the hit list is a misdirect. I think it's like, I'm sure the list is real. And I do think it's uh, gonna happen. Like those list of people are on the roadbacks, like death watch list of people, they like their hit list, like people they want dead. I think Eskel sacrificed that play because there's something bigger is going on and used Zenzi to distract the team from looking for other pieces because now they're going to have to split up. There's going to be some of them looking for the the pieces and the other people are probably going to try to save as many of those people on the list as possible. And it's just like, they're going to be. It's spread just, then, spread then. That's yeah. what you're going for. And I mean, and it's like, clearly they wanted her to find it. Right. And like, so while I do think, and another thing, it's like, maybe they're killing these people and created this list out of thin air like maybe none of these people aren't that important and they just- i was gonna say my thought was they fabricated the list and they put just enough real 
technology like with the coordinates and stuff to make them think that that is what the list was and then the rest of the initials are bullshit are bullshit and like the or like the coordinates are bullshit or like so and and that's another thing like i do i well there weren't coordinates on every name that's just on the ones that have been confirmed hits so um they like the, the thing that I was thinking, like they clearly killed enough people on the list to make it look as real and the rest is just a distraction and um and they are going to be spread thin um and Nancy just fell for it she fell for it and like this is going to be the thing that is going to be her even a bigger downfall because once they discover that she's going to be really mad at herself and then she's going to just do something stupid um yeah. Which I think, which kind of goes into like why I think it's going to be Zenzi with the Isaac thing because it's like she's the one that's going to do something yeah. excuse it because she fell for it and she's mad at herself for falling for it, which is like they warned you. <laughs> and then lastly is um, with the list, I can't help but think that like they're going to have to tap into their resources to like help decipher this list. So Either we're gonna see one of the Darbies come back, maybe um I don't know, maybe someone I literally I'm gonna read to you the first bullet oh, on mine predictions. This hit list feels like the perfect opportunity to cross over to Horseshoe Bay. I was gonna add that. I was gonna say I think they're definitely gonna have to not like get into like Nancy, right? Because who's better at this kind of stuff than Nancy is? Absolutely no one. <laughs> I said, it sounds like the perfect opportunity. Uh, I did uh, take a screenshot of the list, by the way, to see if I recognized any initials. And I did not, except for CH, Celia Hodges, but that, you know, took place in the past. Yeah. But um, I said, also, the Roback sure does like their lists, don't they? They do. Um, Like lists. And I was thinking that the person that might be I originally I was thinking Bass would be the person, but now I'm thinking maybe Ryan would be a good fit as someone yeah, who, with who as has, a, someone who supports, you know, society yeah, as wealthy so, and yeah, and someone who has all of those connections and can leverage some stuff that can help the Swifts in this team. Yeah. Get stuff done. And Riley uh, would totally be on that. Oh my God. You know how much I love Ryan. So like, I really want Isaac and Ryan to be, cause I think they're so different. Can you imagine? Isaac is, would not like him at all. Not one bit. I would be hilarious. Yes. I think it'd be so funny. I want this to happen, but I do think Nancy and Isaac would get along. Yes. I think he would think that Nancy is um, the bee's knees. Yes. (laughs) All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that covers it. Um, so my first one was the the crossover with the list. Um, I did get a screenshot of the 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 list. If anybody wants it, let me know. I can post that for you guys. Um, I I do think Lino's condition now that they've mentioned it escalating and how his mom became dangerous, it's obvious his is also going to escalate potentially at the cotillion. And maybe it will mirror his mother and something that maybe happened to her. Um, I do think that whatever it is, Tom is going to find a way to fix it um, before it can get to the point where, like, his mom was, like, ostracized from society. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, 
I also mentioned the list, right? And how, what I said earlier, like, I, I think that the list is a fabrication. I think it was planted. Like, I think he brought up the book conversation so that Zinzi would know what to look for in his bag. Um, there was a comment from Isaac about how it was confusing how they even got to her so quickly. Um, you know, Z uh, searching in the bag. And obviously mm -hmm. I feel like that's because they were watching her do it. Um, yep. They set this whole thing up so that she would find the list. And then um, they confronted her to, you know, see how she would get out of it or whatever. But my thing is this. I really think Eskal has some level of feelings for Zinzi. I think some I mean, of his who, feelings who are genuine because like, she is, she's really a catch. Um, I could see some sort of situation, maybe even where he kidnaps her or tries to save her from the road back. Like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, but I definitely think that the list was you know, a setup, but like us, that would lean into your theory about Isaac having to kill someone if he had to kill Eskal because he kidnapped Zin Zinzi, but he kidnaps Zinzi because he likes Zinzi and like he's demented and all this other stuff. I mean, I couldn't blame him for that. I, I, like I said, it's called balance. I also love her, but I'm very irritated with her right now. Yeah. I, I agree. But I mean, those were the those were pretty much my predictions, and you talked a lot about them. So, all right. Um. So that's all we have for you this week. Make sure that you hit us up on social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Making a Drood. You can find me on Twitter at Slowburn Mac, and you can find Teresa also. Yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at T E R E underscore D V ninety five. Come follow us. Come DM us. You can tweet at us. We love hearing yeah. your predictions or your thoughts about the show or what we've said. If you agree, if you disagree, we love to uh, chat. Yeah. Also, um, be on the lookout. We might have something special coming up. Maybe we're not certain, but we might have something special. Um, also, make sure that you go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, yes. We we'd love to hear your feedback, but. Until next time, we'll catch you later, Drudes. Bye.